Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. C.J. Stroud, Houston Texans quarterback, absolutely lit the world on fire, and now it seems like he is going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year given his incredible season. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Ed Egros, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Markets are now closed as far as uh, awards are concerned, uh, but it does seem like a lot of these are wrapped up. Yeah, at the same time, a few might still very well be up in the air. Stroud uh, looks like he's going to edge out Puka Nakua for offensive of rookie uh but joe when you're looking at these awards markets and which ones that could still very much be up in the air what sounds out to you Mm, up in the air i think eddie we've got to go dpoy right yeah joey (laughs) i agree right i mean lamar (laughs) aaron like you do (laughs) just waiting she knew it was gonna happen uh yeah right Lamar's been done for a couple minus 20,000. That's how this was going to open up. Uh, McCaffrey <laughs> is done. And that ended up being a close race between lamb and Tyreek. Uh, but yeah, I mean, McCaffrey 21 touchdowns and he didn't without even playing in the last week. Like that's done. think you're right about Stroud that mm-hmm. and Puka never, never really had a chance, but we all knew he was going to set the record, but it probably didn't matter at that point because it was Saturday when it happened for Stroud. So felt like that's done. I, yeah, I do think I have to go there with, and I think it's Watt, guys. I don't know, and we could make a case for any of three players still, but there is a wide margin in sacks between Watt and those two that are in this conversation. It's a five-sack gap, and um, now his name's out there because of the injury, but what what do you have? He had 50 pressures this year, the most of this group, by far the most sacks. The problem is it's not on a great defense. But if I'm predicting a winner right now, I was thinking Garrett, but now I'm thinking that it's going to end up being Watt. What do you guys think? That one, I I really don't know. Do you what do you have opinion here, Ed? <laughs> It is interesting on the old Twitter here uh, that some folks are saying, well, TJ Watt, like he's got to win this award. Like, you know, why would you give it to anyone else? Certainly it's not a stats based argument. Well, actually, I do have some stats uh, that are not sack based uh, where I do think somebody else can win this thing. Uh, You know, you mentioned pressures, uh, depending upon which group you're looking at. Uh, Some might say Micah Parsons uh, got more quarterback pressures Uh, in terms of run stuffs. Garrett and Parsons uh, are both tied at 13. T.J. Watt is 10. That does matter. If you're looking at a highlight reel, 
which I think a lot of voters do in terms of the best plays. Uh, pressures win double team per next-gen stats. Parsons has 17, Garrett has seven, and TJ Watt has less than that. If you're looking at, say, forced fumbles, Garrett and Watt are both tied with four forced fumbles. So to me, like, if you're only going to look at sacks and nothing else, and yes, TJ Watt has won this thing. But if you're putting together a highlight reel, I think Micah Parsons might have the best one. But if you're also going by the logic you want the best defender on the best defense, then Miles Garrett's going to win this award. So I actually think it is wide open, and I wish I could still bet on it. Well, yeah, Parsons is one forced fumble, and you mentioned the other two have four. But, like, that's mm-hmm. pretty impactful. Three forced fumbles over the course of the season. And then also in the bloodstream, now that we're entering the playoffs and the votes, they're tabulated after the regular season. We get all that. But, you know, it's in people's minds now going into the playoffs with the Steelers matchup without Watt. Hey, you know their record without TJ Watt? I think that might kind of, for people that were parsing things right now at this point, you're like, okay, which way do I go? I don't think it's only sacks, though. Like, there, there are multiple reasons to back Watt where he's up there near the top. I don't think it's, oh, if you're only looking at sacks, you would go with Watt because he has the most. I mean, it's not like these other categories. He's not part of that conversation. He certainly is. No, I agree with that. I I just think, though, again, it's in something like this where it's a little bit harder harder to, say, quantify, you know, other than sacks and pressures and things like that. It can be a good bit harder to quantify, like, someone's overall impact. But... I I still wonder if, say, we view the Steelers and this defense a little bit differently than we do, say, the Browns. And and I guess Micah Parsons is still part of this conversation. But, you know, I think the Cowboys have taken a step back. I probably don't look at him as seriously. Like, to me, it is more of a two-person race. But I wouldn't be surprised if Miles Garrett edges out T.J. Watt. If for no other reason, the highlight reel, the, the things that we think intuitively as far as believing that Miles Garrett has always been the better football player and it showcased itself in this season, I think that might be why he gets a bit of an edge. And Parsons never had the crazy one. games against Washington that he needed to have, right? Yes. Like, he had like one sack in the, in the last game, but... You need, he needed to go off. One, one somewhat related question, regardless mm-hmm. of actually, actually of how the voting ends up, uh, related to our futures draft that I thought of after the fact. Miles mm-hmm. Garrett, Super Bowl MVP at 150 to Ooh. 1. If they win the Super Bowl, oh. isn't that the angle? Oh, man. Wow. They Flacco. They love Flacco. And what a story that they'll all be writing if that happens. Like, that's the other part mm-hmm. of it. Like the story, but if what they if win the Super Bowl, who's the story? It's Flacco, and he's he going to be a bunch flinging of... it. Yeah. You say, yeah, what if it's like he's doing that YOLO ball, and it's, you know, five mm-hmm. touchdowns, Two picks. five picks. Not in that game, but throughout yeah. the – Yeah. Yeah. And a couple yeah. picks that in that game. That would be the path. Like, he's, Garrett's going to have – he'd have to have a couple splash plays for sure. It's like, probably not even just sacks, but like sack, force fumble, return for a touchdown sort of thing. Maybe not all him, but – that sort of play and have an impact on that play maybe but and i also wonder like the voting's on thursday these awards come out on that thursday rather and the yeah. game's sunday like if he doesn't win defensive player of the year does that actually help his case for super bowl mvp that i agree with i do think that there is uh this sort of i, I don't know if it's a conscious thing 
where if say, okay, this player can't win this particular award, but maybe we can make it up to him if say he still plays well come playoff time and in the Super Bowl. That I totally agree with. The thing though with it when it comes to the Browns and making a push, I wouldn't be surprised if, yes, Joe Flacco could go off and the media loves him and it's a great hashtag narrative, but he could also be targeting Amari Cooper a lot and maybe he gets some attention as well. So there is a path for a third person to enter that chat. Sure. Um, I just think if Cooper has a monster game, they're probably going to give it to Flacco. But like you guys mentioned, picks is a possibility. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows the best player in the Browns. So that's the argument. And that's yeah. going to be f- front of mind. Mm-hmm. And I think we naturally have more respect for the Browns than we do, say, the, the Steelers. If we're talking about defensive player of the year – like, okay, who has naturally made his whole defense better? You can say that with Garrett, with Watt, like, it's probably a harder thing to sort of say. Individually, Watt may have had better numbers, but who's yeah. made the overall defense better where, like, you can go to Zadarius Smith, for instance, for the Browns. Like, you know, he wouldn't be where he is without Garrett. So he's also making his teammates better. That argument also exists. I think all three of these guys are going to get first place votes, second place votes, and third place votes. Like that's how wide open. Yes. It is at the end. Oh yes, completely agree as far as that's concerned. Um, defensive rookie of the year. Do we feel like that one's all wrapped up with Jalen Carter, or does Will Anderson no. maybe even uh, Kobe? What do we think there? Now, this one I think because of the terrible play by the Eagles in the second half of the season and the Mm. decline that they've had like I think that really hurts Jalen Carter and Mm -hmm. I think Will Anderson played better and then I don't think he'll win it but there's that whole situation with Kobe Turner I think this Mm. one is wide open and I don't think Jalen Carter has it locked up it was like minus a thousand on him and I think it dropped uh didn't it like closer to the end of the regular season like we weren't getting like that kind of a heavy favorite number it should have dropped because of the defense but we don't have a consensus on which player should get it instead of him i get the argument that he's not running away with it but i still expect him to get the the most votes and he's going to win it in the end uh will anderson didn't do anything in the last game that's the other part mm-hmm. like if he gets to the quarterback and they win that crazy game, that island game that everybody is watching. They win the division. Like, yes, he could be winning an award with C.J. Stroud. I don't think it's going to be Anderson. I, I expect it to be Carter. He's just been the favorite all season long for good reason. Yeah, I begrudgingly agree with that, even though I wish Will Anderson would win it. And if I were a voter, I would give it to him. I think he is the better defender, but at the same time, if, if say the sentiment is that Jalen Carter is the guy and Will Anderson just hasn't done enough to overwhelmingly convince enough people that I think mm-hmm. that's kind of how that works. Even though when it comes to say like a team perspective, Aaron, I couldn't agree with you more. This Eagles defense has left something to be desired. And I think Jalen Carter uh, does have some responsibility in that. Whereas with Will Anderson, that run defense especially, but I think even the past defense, Will Anderson has been one of the big reasons why it has continued to improve over time. Yep. So this is from another sportsbook trader, but just a few days ago, or four or five days ago, Anderson moved from 4-1 to one to plus 125 at another book because bets were just flying in on him. So I guess mm-hmm. it'll be interesting. 
to see what think a lot that of that one. was in anticipation of him doing something on that Saturday night. I do think, okay. like, I don't think Anderson's dead. I feel better about it than I thought I would. I still think he's probably less likely to win than Carter. But if the ballots shake out a certain way and, like, again, people are putting <laughs> Carter three with, like, the Kobe Turner, Will Anderson kind of going in either order, mm. I think could end up. I, Ooh, I don't yeah. know if it's – I just don't think it's a dead ticket, which mm-hmm. I thought it would be if he didn't do anything Saturday night. Mm-hmm. I'd agree with that. Mm-hmm. That's, That's pretty fair. close. That's fair. It's not over like some of the other ones are over like MVP, offensive player. Uh, I agree yeah. with that. For sure. All right. Uh, coach of the year. Did D'Amico Ryans do enough to overtake Kevin Stefanski for this honor? Or is there, say, another name uh, who could take over and win coach of the year? Over the last three days, all I've heard is D'Amico should be the coach of the year in regards to this market. D'Amico should be coach of the year. That fe- I'm not taking anything away from him, but remember, Stefanski was minus 1,000 before the games were played. Like, that feels like a bit of an overreaction. D'Amico was in the conversation. He should have been top two, top three, but because they won the one game and Jacksonville lost, he won the award. I don't know about that. So for me, I felt like D'Amico should have been in the conversation most of the season. I was not mm-hmm. one to jump on that late. And I don't think that last game would have like solidified it for me. I think he should have been the favorite almost the majority of the season. So I, I'm okay with it, and I'm not surprised, but I do think it's crazy that Stefanski was minus 1,000, and now all of a sudden it's D'Amico, D'Amico, D'Amico. That's Are we saying D'Amico if the Jaguars win, which had nothing to do with him? That's my question. We may not be. And I, I right. think this is one of those markets where overreactions are the norm, right? Yeah. Like, how how – I mean, it seemed like every week there was a new favorite just because of a one-game sample size. As ridiculous as we might think that is, if that's how voters are reacting and they're succumbing to recency bias and they're looking at other games that have nothing to do with the here and now conversation, well, all right, then it's our job to predict what that is. And if we are succumbing to recency bias, then D'Amico Ryans is the guy. Now, I'll be the first to admit that I was saying that the price on Stefanski was ridiculous. And I still believe yeah. that because it's so close. I think it's really close. Guessing what the voters are going to do, I'm going to guess D'Amico wins. That mm-hmm. it, There's been a lot more out there about how much he changed the, the culture of that team and how he brought this team together and all the injuries. They still win the division. No get, nobody gave them a chance to win the division. Um, and he's so likable, too. And plus, Stefanski has won. Like that might sway mm-hmm. some people away from him. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say D'Amico wins, but yeah, it, it was mispriced to the end with Stefanski, but Stefanski could obviously win too. I mean, four quarterbacks and now the fourth one's his best one. So, something about having that edge being in a program your first year, especially when you look at the previous season and you see what a dumpster fire it was like, Did we really think Houston had that, you know, the price was good, 
But did we have this overwhelming optimism at the start of the season that the Texans could contend mm-hmm. with the Jaguars with all the great love of 2022? Even the Titans, you go, Mike Vrabel's a really good coach. Maybe they'll keep the train on the tracks. And Indianapolis, like, hey, Shane Steichen's a really good coach. Like, if we were power-ranking coaches in that division, I'm sure plenty of people had D'Amico Ryans in last place, and now they're division champions. Hamlin for comeback. Paul going to cash? I think so think so <laughs> paul doesn't want to mush it that's why he's being quiet S- that, that strong s- certainly si- sitting that last game was massive massive for you yeah mm-hmm. oh huge and baker turning a dud as well mm-hmm. against carolina no doubt but that's worth mentioning this is becky daily presented by ben mgm coming up next our lightning bets our favorite plays for tonight right here on the becky network